You are welcome to the teaching ministry of Thelios Christian Center, the Perfect Church. Join us as we listen to God's word from His servant, Pastor Kaya Dele Ose Nicholas. Remain blessed. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Oh, hallelujah! Oh, we worship. Can we turn quickly to Isaiah 35, verse 10? Isaiah 35, verse 10. Thank you, Holy Spirit of the living God. We worship your holy name. We thank you, O God, for who you are, for what you are. Isaiah 35, 10. Father, we bless you this morning. Ancient of days, we appreciate you. Lord, we give you the thanks and the praise. Receive all the glory. Receive all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name. And the ransomed of the Lord. Somebody say, I am the ransomed of the Lord. I am the ransomed of the Lord. Say, I, I and my family and my family are ransomed, are ransomed of the Lord. Of the Lord. He said, And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Mount Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Amen. That shall be your portion in the name of Jesus. Amen. I said that shall be your portion in the name of Jesus. Amen. Every one of you that have been ransomed of the Lord, I stand on this altar today and I decree you shall come back to Mount Zion. Amen. You shall come back to Mount Zion. You shall gather again in the church. You shall gather again in the congregation with joy and singing. I prophesy in the mighty name of Jesus. None of you shall have sorrow. None of you shall have sickness. None of you shall have disease. None of you shall have pain. No one shall go poor. No one shall go under. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Oh. Lift up those hands wherever you are. Love worship you. Say to yourself, I am the ransom. I am the ransom. Say, I am the ransom. I am the ransom of the Lord. Of the Lord. I am joyful. I am joyful. I have gladness. I have gladness. Every day of my life. Every day of my life. No devil. No devil can steal my joy. Steal my joy. No disease. No disease can steal my joy. Steal my joy. I will go to Mount Zion. Go to Mount Zion. With joy. With joy. And thanksgiving. Open your mouth and pray. I Let's go, 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 let's go
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. In the book of Revelation 14 from verse 1. Revelation 14 from verse 1. The Bible says, And I looked. Revelation 14 from verse 1. There is something about Zion that you must understand. And I looked and lo, a lamb stood in the Mount Zion. Upon Mount Zion, the Bible said there shall be deliverance. We are come unto Mount Zion, the city of the Most High God, before an innumerable company of angels. He said, before the spirits of just men made perfect, he said, and before God, the righteous judge. And I looked, and look, a lamb in the Mount Zion, on the Mount Zion, and with him a hundred and forty-four thousand having the Father's name written on their foreheads. You know, some people say that those are the people that will go to heaven. But no, if you read down words, he said, and I looked and I saw a multitude of people uncountable on white robe and I asked who are these and he said these are from the nations these are those who have been redeemed by the blood of the lamb and this same multitude they are upon Mount Zion and they have also written on their head the name of God the Father I come to announce to somebody because you are standing here today the name of God is written on your forehead Amen. I say God's name is written on your forehead Amen. I say God name is written on your forehead. Amen. You are marked with a seal. Amen. I say you are marked with a seal. Amen. No man can touch you. Amen. No man can kill you. Amen. No sickness can kill you. No disease can kill you. If I hear your amen, you are the one I'm talking about. Amen. That's Mount Zion. Where we have come, they go from strength to strength. Every one of them that appeared before me, he says in Zion, I prophesy strength to you. I prophesy strength to your family. I prophesy strength to your finances. I prophesy strength to all you do. Every endeavor of your life, by virtue of the power in Zion, I decree receive the strength of God. I say receive the strength of God. I say receive the strength of God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Father, take the preeminence. Let your word come with power. Let your word come in the spirit dimension. Let it break every yoke by the anointing. And let every power that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, let them bow at the name of Jesus. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. And somebody shout hallelujah. 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 Amen. We are still talking about spiritual fervency. Spiritual fervency. Burning for God. Carrying fire. You know why? Because this generation is a generation of wickedness. Say, behold, the whole world lieth in wickedness. 
wickedness wickedness men becoming lovers of themselves lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of good and lovers of God they choose money against mothers they choose money against brothers they choose money against their relatives but the bible says what shall he profit a man to gain the whole world and yet lose his soul they do all possible to amass wealth it's quite unfortunate that in the heat of the pandemic some people are using it to cash in make money make lots of money that they cannot spend I know they cannot spend it because the Bible says that the wealth of the hidden is heaped up for the righteous the Bible is very clear it says any money you gather through vanity he says, shall develop wings like the birds and fly away. Thank God for our bachelor. Today, we are receiving monthly salary. Money is flowing in. And that is not the end. That is not the last. Many more will come. Many more will come. Everyone who has used the blood of innocent souls in this country to enrich themselves, their future generations will not see it to taste. The money will be redistributed. Hallelujah. We talked about fervency by prayer, spiritual prayer. We talked about fervency by studying the word of God. We saw in scriptures that the word of God brings into us the more we look into the perfect of liberty, we are transformed and changed into the image that we see therein in the word of God. So if the word of God says that I am rich, I am rich because as I continually look into the word, I am transformed. We saw that through prayer, a man is transfigured. Jesus prayed to a point that two two great men appeared and strengthened him. We saw that fellowship is a very temple tool when it comes to building up, stirring up the fire on the inside. Today, we are going to briefly talk about fasting. Fasting. Living a fasted life. <laughs> Living a fasted life. There are certain spiritual tools that a lot of Christians have played down on. You know, this age of modern Christianity has removed some of the vital ingredients of the old generation power of the church. And one of such power is fasting. Some people claim that Jesus did not advocate fasting. Some people say that when he was asked, why do your disciples not fast? He said, 
that my disciples need not fast because the bridegroom is with them. Matthew chapter 6 verse 16 to 18. Matthew 6, 16 to 18. They came and said, Master, the Pharisees fast. The Sahendrin, they fast. Why? Can you go back a little? Take, can you take, let's take from, let's take Matthew 9 first. Matthew 9 verse 15 first. Matthew 9 verse 15. Matthew 9 verse 15. And Jesus said unto them, Can the children of the bride chamber mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken from them and then shall they fast. Who was Jesus referring to as the bridegroom? Himself. Why do we need fasting as regards spiritual fervency? Because man is a spirit. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 4 where he was tempted, he said man shall not live by bread alone. Bread, talking about physical food. But by the word of God. And don't forget, the Bible said, and the spirit led him out of the water into the wilderness and he fasted. For 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus ate nothing. And afterward, he was hungry. Fasting is a spiritual tool that beats the flesh and brings out the spirit so that you can access the throne of God, the mercy of God, the power of God, and the efficacy of his power. Fasting is very important as a Christian. Now Jesus fasted 40 days. Afterward the tempter came. And in every part he was able to subdue the devil. Because at this time he was no longer natural. Assuming he was a man that was full. Given to wine and given to food. As, as the devil came. He would have seen all fried rice. And seen jollof rice. And then decided. Oh, why, why, why waste my time? Let me just eat this delicacy. And then forget what manner of man he is. But Jesus looking at the devil. Said man does not live by physical food. There's a time you get to a point of your spiritual height. You come to detest natural food. Food that you see natural, physical will no longer entice you because there is a yearning in your spirit and that yearning is desiring God. You won't have time for any distractions. At that time, food becomes a distraction to you because the soul requires that man must be in fellowship. That is what it means by because the bridegroom is with them, they don't need to fast because man requires the bread, the fellowship, the koinonia of God to exist. But when the bridegroom is taken away, there is need for you to kill the flesh and get closer to God in the spirit. So now Jesus got to a time and said to disciples, the hour has come 
for the son of man to be taken away. For he shall be handed over and shall be crucified. And the Bible said, sorrow filled their hearts. Are you getting me now? They don't need to be sorrowful because Jesus the bridegroom is with them. But now he's to be taken away. They need now, Bible said, and sorrow filled their hearts. And Peter said, Master, don't say this kind of a thing again to us. Where are you going to? We won't allow you. And Jesus said, it's expedient that I go away. Because there is a promise that, can, that will come to us. If I don't go away, it won't come. The promise of the Holy Spirit. So now Jesus left. And when he was going, he gave them a command. He said, Peter, James, John, see that you do not step out, but tarry for the promise of the Father. They were together in one accord, fasting, praying, and the Holy Ghost came down. Somebody with me. Hallelujah. So why is fasting a necessary tool to rekindle our fire? Because every Christian born again is a spirit. And every spirit requires the breath, the word, the fellowship of God Almighty to be able to live and exist. So now Jesus is gone. Now the Holy Spirit is here. And the Bible says in John chapter 4 that they that must worship God must worship God in spirit and in truth. How will I worship God in spirit? How will I worship God in truth? When I have a bowl of Santana, a bowl of rice, a bowl of eba around me, I must learn to put away. I must learn to say no. I must learn to, to, to put my body, my subject, my flesh under. There is a desire. There is, there is hunger. My stomach is asking for food. But I must learn to beat it under. Are you getting what I'm saying? Hallelujah. So in Matthew 6, verse 16 to 18. Matthew 6, 16 to 18. Here Jesus, what Jesus said. Moreover, when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance. For they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Verse 17. But thou, when thou fast, but thou, when thou fast, not if thou fast. He said, when thou fast. When you use the word when, it means that it's a practice. When thou fast. Meaning that he did not come to abolish fasting. But he only come to correct the anomaly he found in fasting. Because a lot of Christians, when they fast, they 
make it a fun fair. They make it a show. They make it, they display it such a way that when, when people come around, they say, oh, that church, they are fasting. No earring. No shoes. They wear white garments. They climb the mountain. They take selfie. They video themselves. They kneel down and say, I am praying for you. And they put it on Facebook. That is fasting. But Jesus said, be not like the hypocrites. But thou, when thou fast, anoint thy head. Wash thy face. Verse 18. That thou appear not unto men to fast. So please, I'm begging most of us. I know when you are praying your quiet time, you will post it Facebook. I'm praying for all of you now. Send me your prayer request. <laughs> What's Jesus saying? He said, be not like the hypocrites. But when you fast, it says, anoint thy head that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy father which is in secret. And thy father which is yet in secret shall reward thee openly. Hallelujah. So he came to correct. He did not come to abolish fasting. He started fasting before he entered the ministry. Are you getting what I'm saying? So after he finished 40 days, after he was tempted by the strength of the fast, he was able to overcome the temptation. And after the temptation, Bible said he came down and he went about and the fame grew. His fame spread widely. Everywhere he went, they knew him. Not only then did Jesus fast. Bible said sometimes he will fast all through. He will not eat. At a time for three days, he was preaching. He had not eaten. Nobody has eaten. Even those following. And he called the disciples said, Do we have any food? This boy has been following us. It was not for him. You didn't expect that the man that they were following would have gone to eat. Because he was all the time standing and preaching. The people were watching and following. So he had compassion on them. He was already on fast. I don't know what I get what I'm saying. Most of the times, after the fasting and prayer all night, he will come down in the power of the Spirit. Jesus lived a fasted life. Jesus fasted for his disciples. Because they needed to understand spiritual things before they enter into it. Joel chapter 2 verse 12. Joel 2 verse 12. Joel 2 verse 12. Hallelujah. Joel 2 verse 12. Therefore also now say the Lord turn ye to me with all your hearts. With fasting and with weeping 
learning. So, all through history, we find people who fasted. And they were for many reasons. At the time, Abraham fasted, prayed. At the time, we saw in scriptures how that a nation called Nineveh was to be destroyed in the book of Jonah. The Bible said, God said to Jonah, go to Nineveh and proclaim the destruction of the city. And when Jonah went there, the Bible said, by wisdom, the king declared a fast. Everyone fasted, both their goats, their sheep, and all. And the Lord reversed the decree. Spiritual authority, spiritual growth, spiritual prowess, spiritual strength is cutting on the platform of fasting and prayer. Prayer alone is good, but fasting back prayer can break every spiritual demon. Now, let me quickly say this. Don't forget, Jesus said that the disciples need not to fast. Right? Because he was with them. But now, a physical, spiritual test came their way. A little demon possessed boy came to Peter, James, John. And the boy was. <clears throat> Peter came. Out, out, out. And the boy looked at Peter. You don't know what you are saying. Who are you? You that just finished eating corn, just finished eating bread and drinking wine. You are coming to say out, out. Come on. James, John, all of them tried. No way. Matthew, say go you from Come. James. No way. Mark. Look, this physician. Say, let me look at him. I think he's suffering from psychopathic, telematic, you know, they are grammar. Those are, you know, psycho, psychosis. He used all the grammar he could and the demon chased him away. Then, the owner and the father of the demon possessed boy went to meet Jesus. Say, Master, my boy is suffering of a demon. And I brought him to your disciples and they could not cast out the demon. Jesus came, a man that lived on fasting and prayer and looked the boy in the eye and said, Out! And immediately the demon screamed and checked out. Can you see the difference? Jesus said the disciple did not need to fast. Jesus was a fasting machine. The disciples could pray because he taught them to pray. But they could not cast out the devil because they had no fasting. So they came to him and said, Master, why could we not cast this demon out? And he answered plainly, because of your own belief. Peter looking at Jesus said, Unbelief. Master, we believe you now. We follow you. He said, However, how be it 
this kind goeth not out except by prayer and fasting. So you see that when you fast, you develop some spiritual strength, spiritual power, spiritual height, spiritual growth, that there is no demon strong enough to stand you. So when we hear people tell us today that fasting is not necessary, all you need to do is pray in the spirit, pray in tongues. You can drink a bottle of coke and cast out devil. Yes, it's correct. If your belief has come to that point in faith. But most of us know that it's difficult to have our faith and our belief 100%. So Jesus gave the alternative to having your belief and faith 100%. He said, if you can't believe enough, don't forget, he met the blind Bartimaeus and he said, do you believe? And the man said, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. Because he knew that he didn't believe enough. So Jesus said, for those of us who don't have enough faith, there is a spiritual alternative. And that alternative is a fasting and prayer. I may not ask, I may not be as spiritual, as faithful, as, as believing as Bishop David Oyedeko. I may not be as believing, as faithful, as, as strong as Bishop Adeboye. I may not be as faithful and, 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 and believing as Pastor Christian Yakilome. But Jesus says to me, if you don't have that kind of belief as they have, I have an alternative for you. He said, fast and pray. Is it an alternative for spiritual laziness? No. It's a spiritual weapon that even the kingdom of darkness uses. For every man in the kingdom of darkness to rise from one level to another, he must undergo a physical self-denial. Even of food, even of sex, even of different kinds of things, he must stay away. He must stand in, in he must keep himself locked up indoors for some days. And thereafter, he'll be found faithful. Somebody following me. This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. After the fasting and prayer, the heavens opened again when they went to the transfiguration. He said, this is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. He added, hear ye him. Yes. Hear ye him. Hear ye him. Fasting and prayer go together. If you are a Christian, I listen to Joshua Selman. He said, If you are a Christian and a week passes you by and you did not fast one day, he says, If you check yourself in spiritual thermometer, you have run cold. One week, seven days, you have been eating, 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 eating. If you test your spiritual temp- temperature, it is cold. It's running to minus. Are you getting what I'm saying? And don't forget, it is cold that carries flu. 
flu, kata cough, corona, it is cold that carries it. That is why you must be hot, burning. Because every single disease, Bible calls it the spirit of infirmity. So every disease is, is, is propagated by a spirit. And this spirit requires cold places. Cold places. Now the word cold can also be defined as a place that is devoid of activity. Complacent. No activity. A Christian, no activity. No prayer, no study, no fasting. No evangelism, nothing. But you are a Christian, you are just quiet. You see the Bible says, I'm a gentle I have a gentle spirit. So you are gentle. If an unclean spirit is cast out of a man, he goes about several places, desert places, and finding no place to rest. Why? Pastor Prophet Makandiwa, I listened to one of his messages, he said, that the reason why demons cannot stay in dry desert places is because the place is hot. How many of you have traveled to the north? The demons cannot stay on the streets. So they will choose to enter people. That is why you find the rate of leprosy, the rate of disease, the rate of blindness, the rate of all problems, human physical, biological problems are prevalent in the north. Because in the north, demons don't live in the street. They live in human beings. In the desert, they can't live in the street. But in the south, the place is relatively cold. We have evil forests. Are you getting me now? Evil forests. We have trees that which is living. Iroko tree. Mahogany tree. They live there. Because it is what? Cold. Are you getting it? And here in the south, you have prevalence of Christianity. Pentecostal radicals. So we are with demons come and live in our body and give us cancer and disease. How can a demon not live in our body and give us leprosy? We don't have leprosy centers here in the south. We don't have. We can't have. Because there's fire everywhere. You enter Ogun State, fire is burning in water. You enter Lagos, fire is burning everywhere. How can you not enter? The people get cold, they go to church, they are fire-rise, they go back, the demon run. Enter their hands and disappear. Demons cannot stay in hot places. They live in cold places. So in the south, they can stay in the trees. They can stay in the evil forest, but not in the temple of the living God. Our bodies are designed to house God. Somebody say, I hear you. Fasting is a necessity. Uneasiness of the flesh makes the spirit come alive. See, this is practical. I have observed whenever I am in fast, 
that spiritual consciousness comes alive. That's the truth. Whether you like it or not, nobody can change it. When you are in fast, your spiritual alertness, alertness, it comes alive. You will be more conscious of the realms of the spirits. You will dream and you will remember your dream. You will not forget. But after you have eaten Santana and all that, you will sleep and snore and dream. They will beat you. <laughs> beat you in the dream. You, they will pursue you in the dream. You cannot run. You will be running. You will you, you be in one spot. You will be running. You will be in one spot. You will be shouting your voice. You will be close with Santana. You can't talk because you are used to food. But when a man is engaged in a life of fasting, even in the spirit realm, listen, you will, dis- you will, you will realize, I don't know, I don't know if you have had that experience, you will be sleeping, but you will notice that you will get up. You will see yourself sleeping. You will be moving, but you are not walking. You'll be flying in the air. You will see yourself going around, observing people, observing this. You are not a witch. You are a spiritual giant for God. You are carrying on the life of God. So you go around. You are seeing things. A man is sleeping, but the man does not know that there are demons working against his destiny. But God, by revelation, will bring it to you. Pray for brother so and so. Why? Because you are living a fasted life. Your spiritual life is not damp by food and by all kinds of drinks. You abuse yourself in the realms of the spirit. I speak to somebody by the hand of God. As you begin to engage the arsenal of fasting and prayer, your life will change. Your life will change. Your life will change. Your life will change. Your life must change. I say it must change. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Shakalakabata Zikro Bapanto Supra Isaiah 58 Isaiah 58 Sekira Bosha Kurban Sibradis Shatamus Kurita Thank you Jesus Thank you Jesus Thank you Jesus Sekroba Shabaratas Dikabushatis Say, cry aloud, spare not. Lift up thy voice like a trumpet and show my people their transgression. And the house of Israel, their sins. Go ahead. Yet they seek me daily. They seek me daily and delight to know my ways. They seek me daily. They delight to know my ways. He said, as the nation that did righteousness and forsook not the ordinance of their God, they ask of me the ordinance of justice. They take delight in approaching to God. Continue verse 3. He says, wherefore have we fasted? He said, wherefore have we fasted? They say, wherefore have we fasted? They say, and thou seest not. Wherefore have we fasted? They say, and thou seest not. Wherefore have we afflicted our soul, and thou takest no knowledge? Behold, in the day of your fast, ye find pleasure and exert on your labors. Continue. Behold, ye fast for strife and debate, and to smit with the feast of wickedness. 
Listen. If I ask you now, when last did you fast? Many of us fasted. But the question, for what reason? Pastor told me to fast, to fast against accident. Pastor told me to fast so that my husband will come. Pastor told me to fast that there is a plan of the wicked one in our village against our family. But none has fasted to gain spiritual Are you catching the difference? He said, Behold, he fast for strife, quarrel, fight, so that that which in my village die. You are fasting three days, 21 days, all night, and fasting and prayer. Which must die. And smith the feast of wickedness to cancel, to destroy. He is correct. He shall not fast. As ye do this day to make your voice to be heard on high. Verse 5. Is it such a father I have chosen? A day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head as a bulrush and to spread sackcloth and ashes under his arm? Without call this a fast and an acceptable day to the Lord? Verse 6. He said, Is not this the fast I have chosen? To lose the bands of wickedness. To undo everybody's. And to let the oppressed go free. That ye break every yoke. Go ahead. Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry? And that thou bring the poor that thou cast out to, of thy house when thou seest the naked that thou cover him and that thou hide not thyself from thy own flesh. So what is God saying is the right way to fast. Yes, I have a challenge. Yes, I have a problem. It's my first design to fight challenge. No. My fast is designed to empower me to deal. Do you get it? I am fasting. Oh God. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. No. My fasting is designed to build up my spiritual power so that I will undo heavy burdens. I will break yokes. Are you getting it? That while I'm doing this, I am not doing it out of animosity and hatred. Because when I see the poor, I will give him food. Even if they say he's the witch in the family. Are you following what I'm saying? When I see the one that is naked and I have the wherewithal, I will buy clothes. Even if they say he just confessed that he's the one. Because now, I am using the spiritual weapon of love and the power of my fasting to, to gain ascendance in the spirit to have power to deal and that power of it, it operates the spiritual power of God operates on the pedestal of love to deal, to deal, to deal but while I'm doing that I am destroying I am breaking I am undoing heavy bodies are you following what I'm saying? You must learn to do good 
when you fast. Some people will ask, why is it that the Islamic religion is waxing strong? Because they have come to understand the spiritual principles of fasting. They fast, not only fast, they deal arms. They give to the poor. They make food and share to the poor. But when we fast, we plan ahead to break. We gather morning, afternoon, and evening together, wait in the evening, and calculate time. But our focus is not on heaven. Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. After what Bible said he was hungry. He did not call for the mother to prepare food. My mommy, I'm going to the mountain to fast and pray. On the 40th day, you will cook this, cook this and bring so that I will break. So Satan came and said, you have been fasting for 40 days. Now you are hungry. This is stone. Command the stone to become bread and eat. And Jesus said, even if I am hungry, this is not the food that I desire. In your fasting, even at the point, Bishop Adebayo said on a, on a particular day, or a particular time, he was asked by God to go and fast. And mind you, the kind of fast that he does is not a fasting that is designed to, oh, I want to kiss somebody on the bricks. No. God will just tell him fast. Why? I want to talk to you. And he will fast him. And the hundredth day, he wanted to eat and God said, continue. Continue. Don't stop. Moses was to hear God. Moses was to receive the commandments from God. God said to Moses, Moses, where I am, food doesn't come there. So when you are coming, come alone. Don't carry water. Don't carry food. For my presence will be enough for you. So Moses was with God for 40 days, 40 nights. He was hearing thou shall, thou shall. For 40 days, he was seeing God's hand writing thunder and lightning. And for 40 days, Moses did not eat physical food. But Moses became spiritually alive. Moses grew from the flesh to the spirit. So that Moses' face started to glow with light. That when Moses came down from the mountain, his face was shining like the sun. The people could not see his face. When you go into fasting, your, your, your physical form is transfigured. To a spiritual form. Like the Bible says. In the twinkle of an eye. Mortality. Shall be swallowed up. By immortality. So in the same way. When you fast. You are calling for immortality. To take over your mortal bodies. And when you fast. 
you are saying that the spirit of Jesus that raised him from the grave come and dwell in my mortal bodies and make my physical body to become like a spiritual one. That's what fasting is all about. Say, I hear you. Somebody say, I hear you. Spiritual fervency requires that you study the word, requires that you fellowship one with another. Requires that you pray, not just prayer, spiritual prayer. Requires that you must fast. You cannot be a spiritual giant and not be engaged in a fasted life. You must learn to fast. You must fast for the right reasons. Jesus now lives in heaven. The bridegroom is awaited. He said the bridegroom is with you. That is why you don't need to fast. But when he's taken away, the bridegroom has gone to heaven. We are the church. We are waiting for the bridegroom to come and carry the bride. But while the bridegroom is away, now we need to fast. Do we get it? Now the bridegroom is away. We need to fast. We know the benefits of fasting. Number one is to receive and hear God. It makes it easy, clear to receive and to hear God. There are many things in your life that you have been asking. You are not hearing or seeing. Engage in fast for that purpose. Let your flesh let your physical hearing be silenced for a while and you hear God. God will speak. Luke 4 verse 1 Exodus 32 verse 28 We fast to get spiritual understanding. We fast to get spiritual understanding. Daniel chapter 8 now in Luke 4, he says, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to do what? To fast. Daniel chapter 8, verse 27. To get spiritual wisdom. To get spiritual wisdom. You engage in fasting. Daniel 8, verse 3. Daniel 8, verse 27. 27. Daniel 8, verse 27. Daniel 8.27 And I, Daniel, fainted and was sick days after I rose up and did the king's business. And I was astonished at the vision, but none understood it. So Daniel set himself out to understand, to get wisdom of that vision God gave to him. And from the very first day that Daniel started, the answer was released. But a demon that does not respect Christians without fasting, the priest of Persia held the prayer in heaven, in the firmament. Daniel said, Lord, show me this vision. What is the meaning? I need understanding. And from the first day, Daniel set out to pray and to fast. God answered. But when the answer was coming, the priest of Persia that does not respect, like I said, a Christian without fasting held it. But Daniel's fasting persisted. One, two, three, four, five days. 
six days, seven. On the twenty-first day, heaven was called to attention. That man is still there asking. God said, I have released the answer. Where is it? There is a demon called the Prince of Persia who has held the answer. And Michael, the archangel, the commander of the angelic host. God said, Michael, there is fasting involved. Go. And the Bible said, Daniel, Michael went and said, the Lord rebuked thee. And Daniel received answers the 21th day of his question that he started with fasting. Listen and hear me. There are certain requests, certain questions, certain requests or prayer you have been praying. My sister, my brother, until you get answer, don't stop. Luke 18 tells us of a certain woman who persisted until she got answer. So Daniel's 21 day fasting was a sign of persistence. Your fasting sometimes or most times is a sign of your persistence for an answer. Are you following me? In Daniel chapter 9 verse 22 to 23. Now, 22 to 23, Daniel 9. You see, Daniel 9 chapter 3 first. 9 verse 3. Daniel 9 verse 3. And I set my face unto the Lord to seek my prayer and supplication with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. I set myself. Then in verse number 22, verse 22 of St. Daniel 9, verse 22. It says, 22. And he informed me and talked with me and said, Oh Daniel, I am now come for to give this skill and understanding Verse 23, he said, At the beginning of thy supplication, and commandment came forth, and I came to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved. Therefore, understand the matter, and consider the vision. So whenever you are in a doubt, or whenever you are in confusion, about anything, what do you do? Engage in the spiritual act of fasting. It will dissolve every doubt. Number three, it helps us to be able to wage war against temptations. Fasting helps us to overcome temptation. Matthew chapter 4 verse 1, Jesus fasted and he was able to overcome temptation. Number four, when you fast, you engage the throne room of his mercy. When you fast, you engage the throne room of God's mercy. First Kings 21, 25 to 26. First Kings 21, 25 to 26. When you fast, you engage the throne room of his mercy. The throne room of his mercy. And it came to pass that these things that Nabot the Jesuit had a vineyard 
and which was that, that's 20 25 please hallelujah so you obtain mercy when you fast you obtain the mercy of God when should we fast in times of distress when you go through distress when you go through trials when you go through challenge you need to build up your spirituality you need to become more fervent in the spirit you need to raise up a spiritual fire so whenever you are in distress you must of necessity like now build up spiritual fortification so it will be foolish for Christians this time around to just be indoors locked down and not be engaged in any spiritual form of growth so now is the time they say don't go anywhere they say stay indoors don't open your shop they say don't go to your workplace stay at home what should you do engage in spiritual building engage in spiritual growth fire up yourself fire up your spirit fire up your soul build up yourself in your most holy faith you must pray in the spirit you must engage in spiritual fasting fasting is an act of worship worship is a form of spiritual building but you must understand that fasting is also a part of it the bible says in Luke chapter 2 verse 37 a certain woman called Anna was in the temple and from her youth she was a widow bible says from her youth when she lost her husband she dedicated herself to serving God in prayer and fasting for the Messiah for the consolation of Israel she was there until she got to age 80 she was fasting and praying as a spiritual act of worship to God anytime you need to embark on the spiritual journey on the spiritual assignment you need to embark on a new phase of life marriage, job, whatever for every new level there is a new devil and for every new devil there is a realm of spirituality you must attain because in every realm even the kingdom of darkness there are hierarchies there are spiritual ranks there are those who are on top bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities against rulers against spiritual wickedness in high places but don't forget we also have spiritual wickedness in low places we have demons small small demons 
demon of headache that Prastamon can cast out. Eh? You have demon of this entry that Tetracycline can cast out. But there are some demons that don't obey. Now we are faced with a spiritual high demon called coronavirus, COVID-19. How do you think we can deal with this COVID-19? Who or whose spirit has defied all knowledge? Science knowledge. Defied all forms of prayer. At this point in time, the church needs to embark on spiritual fast. Can we stand on our feet? It's a call for the church to go on a sober reflection in fasting. To build up spiritual fortifications. To seek for knowledge and wisdom and understanding on how to handle this matter. A demon that is not just local. This is not just a principality demon. It's not just a national demon. This is more than international. This is a global demon. A global demon. One global demon. But we have only one solution prescribed by Jesus. This guy goeth not out except by prayer and fasting. I beg every one of you hearing my voice, everyone watching us, it's a season to engage in spiritual fast. Fasting has been called in various quarters, various ministries, various organizations, various churches. But I want to say, this is a time where we engage in an indefinite fast. I'm not saying don't eat at all. But let it be a daily occurrence. Let it be a weekly occurrence. Let, let it be a continuous occurrence. Fasting. Praying. Let this global demon die. Only one demon locked churches. <laughs> Only one demon crushed down great America, Italy. Only one demon brought down a growing giant like China. One demon has stopped the entire economy of the world. One demon has said that people should be wearing face masks. One demon. Doctors are afraid. That's one demon. Nurses flee at the sound of that one demon. <laughs> one demon has infected presidents, killed prime ministers, killed chief of staff. That one demon is not a respecter of anyone. But the Bible says at the name of Jesus, 
every knee must bow and every tongue must confess that Jesus is Lord is a name above all other names but that name can only be mentioned from a man that carries spiritual fire that is why you must build up yourself in your most holy faith you must pray the realms of the spirit you must pray with a mouth not full of food you must pray with a heart sanctified and filled with the word of God lift up your hands wherever you are say in the name of Jesus say in the name of Jesus every power every spiritual power hanging around the globe uh-huh. and causing this global pandemic uh-huh. as we pray now as we, pray we now. decree we in decree. the name of Jesus uh-huh. in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus uh-huh. open your mouth and pray from food in order to focus on prayer and fellowship with God. Fasting is simply a voluntary abstinence from physical food in order for you to focus on fellowship and prayer with God. Fasting does not manipulate God but fasting aligns you with God. Fasting does not manipulate God. God is God. He changeth not. That is why the sons of Jacob cannot be consumed. God has already delivered us. But we are here to take delivery of our deliverance like Daniel. That is why we need to fast. God is not the problem. Our alignment is the problem. So our fasting aligns us with what God has done. 
Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. As we engage, as we engage in our fasting and prayer, fasting and prayer, we declare and declare, we declare and declare. Oh God of fire, may you visit the earth. May you visit the earth. May you cleanse the earth. May you cleanse the earth. Rid the earth. Rid the earth of all powers. All powers against humanity. Against the church. Against the church. said Lord we saw some strangers bring them out we need to use them and the wrath of God came down another nation like Sodom and Gomorrah called Nineveh God sent his servant there go there tell them I'm destroying them three days Jonah inadvertently tried not to go but God's word must be fulfilled so a fish took him there and when he was permitted the message he refused people gathered around him fish don't burn picking fish don't burn human being he had no option but to tell them why fish gave birth to him and the bible said after he gave them the warning of God the king by wisdom declared a three day fast and after the fasting the nation was preserved Daniel was put in the den of lions and the king loved Daniel but the king was bound by his word if anybody does against the wish of the law he will be thrown to the den of lions and in the land of the Persians, the king's word is law. You can't change. Now the king was caught by his own word. He loved Daniel. But the word's king has helped Daniel 
And Daniel was to be thrown in the lake of fire, to the lake of the lions, den of lions. Bible said the king himself, who was not a spiritual man or a Christian or a Jew, understanding the power of fasting, fasted for Daniel. After the fasting, Daniel was thrown into the den of lions, and the lions became Daniel's friend. A king fasted for Daniel. Obviously, Daniel did not even eat. No matter the challenge, the problem, a nation can go through. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves. What is the word humble? The word humble means to be sober. It means to bring yourself under subjection. It means to afflict your soul. It means to go into fasting. Humble themselves. And pray. And turn from their wicked ways. He said, I will hear from heaven. Peradventure, God is not hearing us. He said, one condition is available that brings God's hearing. Daniel did it and I heard. The king that was not a Jew did it, I heard. Nineveh did it, I heard. If Nigeria can do it, I will hear. Say, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we may be small, Lord, we may but be small. as we engage, as we engage in, our fast and prayer, in our fast and prayer, we decree and declare, decree and declare. let there be solution, let there be, 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 be breakthrough, let there be breakthrough, let there be breakthrough in the land of Nigeria, in the world at large, the world against this pandemic, open your mouth and pray. Pray for our families. See, the coronavirus is real. Jaboyedekba will say, wickedness is real. Affliction is real. But more real is our victory in Christ. The Bible says that we are more than conquerors. Jesus has overcome the world. And greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. The virus is real. If you say there is no virus, you are a joker. But our victory is sure. But why do we need to pray? Because 
several conspiracies have emerged as it relates to politicizing the numbers and those infected. Do you know what I'm saying? There are persons who are not positive. But because some people want to get money, they will declare them positive. Now, the mental psychological effect of saying that a man is coronavirus positive is enough to kill the man. Because we have been watching film, television. We have been seeing people who die. Thousands fall. Then you now tell a man that does not have that he has. Number one, you demoralize him, demoralize his family, his friends, everyone he has come in contact with. People that went to church with him, that they will begin to think, and do I have it now? It creates a global fear over people. And fear is the precursor of death and sickness. So the prayer, Father, by hook or crook, I will not test positive. Are you getting what I'm saying? I will not test positive. I will not test positive and they say I'm asymptomatic. I don't want anyone. Whether symptomatic or asymptomatic, I don't want anyone. It cannot stay in my body. It cannot stay in my lungs. It cannot stay in my throat. Coronavirus is not a part of my body. Open your mouth and begin to pray. We reject it. We The effect of coronavirus is economic hardship, loss of job, disaffection amongst people, social distancing, religious lockdown. These are the effects. We are going to pray, Father, every bed, every child of this pandemic, this virus, whether it is poverty, social distancing, religious non-gathering, as we pray now, we put an end to the children of coronavirus. We put an end to global economic meltdown. We put an end to social distancing. We put an end to lockdown of religious centers. Amen. Open your mouth and pray. Ah, we, come on. Oh. we put an end. We put an end. Yes, 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 Oh, my God. 
Jesus. Ah, the most dangerous of it all. The most dangerous of it all is that it's a distraction. Mm. That's the most dangerous. Do you know now everybody is focused on coronavirus? Every other thing. I saw a picture on Facebook of men going to a classroom and they wrote after coronavirus when school shall resume. You know the meaning? Meaning that if this pandemic continues, a primary one student after five years, if coronavirus is five years, will not go and resume primary one, it will not be old. You know, so there's a diversion. A diversion. People are no longer looking at other areas. Everybody, even the hospitals. If you go there now to say you have anything, the only thing that comes to your mind is coronavirus. They don't want to hear any other thing. Quite unfortunately, yesterday, one of our friends, the wife, gave birth and lost the baby at Central Hospital. How? She was due to give birth. She was meant to give birth. Contraction was not getting to the point of dilation where she can give birth. One of the doctors said, let us conduct CS to save the baby and the mother. The other doctor said, no. Let's not be afraid to observe all protocols. Coronavirus protocols. Say, let's not rush. Let's wait. Let's wait. Let her try. We must not, let's not go and be doing... And then the woman tried and tried till evening. The baby had consumed so much water. At the time they now agreed to do the operation, the baby came out and still birth. Dead. This is something that normally... When the woman is even strong, you go to hospital because of money, they will rush to do operation to collect one hundred and twenty thousand. Now, now they are running because they don't want to do and they don't want to near patients. Doctors are running from patients. A man's wife died, and the baby died because doctors refused to attend to the woman that was to give birth. So that news on social media. So the effects. The diversion is where the problem is. A lot of people are losing jobs now because of coronavirus. A lot of persons cannot do their business because of coronavirus. Father, in a hurry, let this plague pass. Father, in a hurry, let this plague pass. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Heavenly Father, in a hurry, oh. let this plague pass. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. After the flood, the flood was for 40 days. Am I correct? But after one year, the effect of the flood was still felt. Noah was still in the ark. He sent out a raven. A raven came back. Guy, nowhere to land. Water still full everywhere. The effect of the coronavirus 
as it will be living poverty, living joblessness, living heartbreaks, living people with, you know, a family's mourning. I decree it shall not come near you in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Oh. I say, it shall not come near your family. When men say there is a casting down, thou shalt say there is a lifting. When men say there is economic downturn, you shall see open doors. When men say there is economic hardship, your business shall blossom. In the name of Jesus. When men are being sacked from offices, you shall receive promotion. In the name of Jesus. When men say there is no food, in your house there shall be abundance. From your home you shall give out. Amen. Out of Zion, Savior shall appear. Amen. Out of Zion, Savior shall arise. Amen. Upon Mount Zion there shall be deliverance. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I pray for everyone. I receive. Hearing my voice. Listening to me. In the name of Jesus, you are exempted from the darkness, from the scourge, from the problems, from the virus. I decree you are exempted. 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 In the name of Jesus. The hand of God rests upon you. Amen. The Lord cause his countenance to shine upon you. Amen. The Lord be gracious upon you. Amen. Your going out is blessed. Amen. Your coming in is blessed. Hallelujah. The wall of fire shall surround you. You will carry fire. You will be too hot for every demon to possess. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Celebrate God. The message you just listened to is from Telios Christian Center. We are located at number 19 N1 Way, beside 55 Philly Station, Benin City. You can follow us on Facebook by liking our Facebook page at Telios Christian Center. For further inquiries, you can call the following numbers 080-3375-2861-080-5661-0007. Telios Christian Center, raising people to the fullness and stature of Christ. To the city of our God.